Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love masks. <laughs> this is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from whatever we are calling this at this point. It's another Home Alone, Homes Alone edition, because we're all in our own homes, I assume. It's Sunday, August 16th, 2020, and my guests today are Aparna Nanshirla, Jeff Tate, and Sam, the ma'am, Levine, a.k.a. all that other stuff. Um, hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi, Doug. Everybody's so polite and waiting <laughs> their turn to talk. I love that. And... Uh, Let's talk to you all individually, starting with Aparna and Sherla is here, star of uh, how many shows are you on now? At least three, right? MythQuest, Space Force, and Corporate? Wow, yes. You read my bio. <laughs> no, I've seen your bio. I, I have to admit, I haven't seen... Uh, I haven't seen any of corporate, but I've seen all of uh, Space Force and uh, MythQuest, and... Um, uh, you know, you're, you're doing great. And, oh, and thanks. The new, there's a current, there's a season of corporate that's going right now. That's right. That's right. It's just airing currently. Okay, cool. On uh, Comedy Central. Comedy Central, the network we all know and love. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're the, uh, you're taking over as the announcer for the network. You really sold that. I know. They always use a com. I feel like they always use a comedian's voice to do the like little intro. Like it wasn't Kyle Kinane for a while, and then it was, and then yeah. uh, now it's uh, David Borey who is. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. From the All Fantasy Everything podcast. Well, uh, maybe they'll go for a woman next time. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know. I guess we sh we're due for that. You know, because it was Pen Pen uh, Gillette for a long time. So oh. the station you w it was a network you went to if you wanted to be yelled at by a large man. <laughs> Uh, and then it's gotten more and more gentle. So, yeah, that's probably the next yeah. step. Uh, well, they're due for another person with a ponytail. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> they really have a type. So um, thank you for uh, being here and doing a, a Zoom show. Are you, uh, are you calling in from home? I am, yes. I am at home. You have like your, your, your setup there now because of this, right? You have like kind of, it's almost like your own little studio area. Yeah, I do some voiceover stuff, and it's kind of funny because all the different shows have been mailing me equipment, so I really feel like I could build a studio when this is done. Yeah, they love to send uh, they love to send equipment to make sure it's going to work better, and yeah. then and then that equipment often doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole uh, system right now that we have to go through to just to figure out how, how to make these things happen. Yeah. But thank you so much for being here. You're up here today against uh, two of the legends. Of, I know. Uh, I feel like I was miscast for this episode. <laughs> we, totally, <laughs> we totally tricked you into being here today. But, we, you know, we do uh, – a third player is very important, and uh, maybe Sam can tell us in a second, but uh, I'm sure there's been instances where the third player lucked into the win and, uh, and, and Sam went home. Uh, you know, without the trophy that night. It's Sam Levine, everybody. Hey, Sam. Hey, Doug. Uh, Yeah, it all depends on the game. Some some games are fine with three players and and others are less uh, strategic when you have a third person in there. Right, yeah. And you you know them all and uh, you're great at most. Oh, thanks, pal. I try. You know, I like like movies. You love movies. I like them. (laughs) You're just fond of them. Yeah, you know. I want to try to get them to marry me, but you're just like cool, just hanging out. Yeah, um, we're not putting labels on it. <laughs> There's no reason to. Uh, what kind of labels are you putting on your work these days? Like, what have you been up to? Well, uh, I had the DC Daily show. We were we were uh, shooting that from our homes for the DC Universe streaming platform until they canceled us last month. Um, you don't so have to go I, back and tell us of all, all the jobs you've lost. Just tell us what you're working yeah. on now. <laughs> uh, right now I'm, uh, I'm working, I'm writing a script. <laughs> <laughs> but that's still the story, right? It's still fresh enough for you that when anybody asks, you're like, yeah, DC Daily went away. Uh, doesn't that suck? And then you I mean, I've been working on it for almost two full years. So, yeah. you know, every, yeah. every week. So it, it was kind of a, a big job. Uh, but yeah, that's done. And I've been uh, 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 much like uh, Aparna, I've been doing some voiceover work from home. Uh, and, uh, and that's been fun. And then uh, I think those know, are a lot of cameos. Oh, I've also been doing cameos. Oh, you have? Yes, I how joined much, you on Cameo. How much are your cameos? I uh, charge what I think is a very reasonable 45 bucks. That is, <laughs> that's quite reasonable. Yeah. Uh, um, what do they tend to ask you to do? Do they, do they have anything specific they want from you? I get such a wide variety of requests. Uh, I'm sure you get this a lot. I've got a couple of what I consider regulars now. Uh, people who will, uh, you know, request cameos once to twice to sometimes three times a week uh, because they want it, you know, they, they want me to make fun of every one of their friends individually. Uh, things like that. They want me to roast their friends, people I don't know, or uh, one guy wants to get my, gets, gets my thoughts on baseball every week. Well, I assume the ones with the roasting, like you do such a good job, they're like, let's get him to roast somebody else now. You know, like that's what happens is uh, 
that the people that are good at cameos that that begets more cameos. I I I would like to hope so. Yeah, I think I'm doing an okay job when I roast strangers. Um, and and then you know they they want me to come back and do it to other strangers. Yeah, it's uh, wild. But it's uh, like yeah. they're like they're like, hey, make fun of our friend. He's got asthma, and I'm like, why would I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is that a jumping off point for insults? <laughs> yeah, but then like you, I'm sure it's just a lot of birthdays and you know congratulations and uh, happy anniversaries and things like that. Yeah, mom and dad, I'm a pot smoker. That one has happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't gotten any of those. I can't yeah. imagine why not. Yeah, there's some... It's weird those are going your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could still break the news to them. It's just, it's even better with me because I, you know, take a big rip and then blow it in their face. Oh, that is pretty good. Maybe that should be my angle. Maybe I should say, like, give me the bad news that you need to tell someone and I will tell it in the best possible way. I don't know, because I, I feel like then you're going to be hearing some sad stories all day. Oh, I've gotten a few of those already, and I think yeah. I did okay. Yeah, those are, that's another thing. Like the pep talk category kind of uh, gets to me, because I'm not really a, a pep talk kind of person. Ah. You know? Okay, I, send those my, my way. I've got videos, you. My pep talk videos are just me taking a hit and going, whatever, man, just relax. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the idea is, well, look at this guy. He's just sitting there smoking weed. You can, you yeah. can do something. Yeah. Get outside and do something, man. Well, this gentleman that's joining us, our third guest today, he is uh, he has been out there doing stuff, and he's also been at home. Isn't that right, Jeff Tate? <laughs> yeah, it looks like Aparnas wasn't the only bio you read. <laughs> 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 hey, I do hey, stuff and hey, I don't. Hey. I cover all the bases. <laughs> well, everybody's <laughs> chanting for you at home, Jeff, to themselves that are maybe annoying their neighbors. Um, when we used to do these shows in front of an audience, uh, Jeff would get a big chant. You know, he didn't, he didn't get it going. I didn't want to make it sound like Jeff would start it. It would just happen organically. The audience's chant, Tate. And uh, I can't wait to get back to that again. And uh, but Jeff, same question I asked Sam. What's your answer? <laughs> I can't remember what you asked Sam. <laughs> I don't have a. Let me uh, let me see if I've got it written down here. I asked him, "Hey, buddy, what have you been up to?" Oh, that one, yeah. Um, well, I never had a show on DC Daily, so uh, that's like one step behind Sam. I haven't even got canceled yet. I never right, even got canceled. You're up. also you're also less sad about it because you never had the job to begin with. Right. You don't know you don't know what you got till it's gone and you never know what you got when you don't have it. <laughs> the follow up, the less successful follow up single. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been playing uh, one particular game every day. <laughs> Yes, we get together every day at a different uh, time, depending on you know what time we're both up on our uh, different uh, time zones, and we um, we get to play together and play a game called the IMDb game uh, against one another. And Jeff and I have been playing for uh, now it's been 142 days. Oh my God! Yeah, and we are currently completely tied up at 71 wins apiece. Whoa. That's amazing and to be expected. <laughs> have you played? Have you played today yet? 
Yeah, we played. Uh, okay. Generally, I get up here on the West Coast at around eight or nine o'clock, and I text Jeff, who's on the East Coast time zone in Cincinnati area, and then uh, you know we just agree on a time to meet on uh, our Periscope accounts, and then uh, <laughs> then like there's about seventy people I think that watch it every day, and then thousands of people who wander in, wonder what's happening, and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty it's pretty sweet deal as far as audiences go. I wish comedy clubs were like that. Like the people that wouldn't be that into it just look from the back for a second and go. They don't they don't take a seat, they don't make any noise. <laughs> right, they're not mad at you for being something different. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want it. You, you don't get to know about their disappointment that you couldn't help, help them with anyway. <laughs> I feel like all these streaming shows are like immersive theater. It's like Sleep No More where you just wander in and you're just wandering out quietly and nobody nobody cares. Yeah, it's just a, it's a lurker's world out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if somebody drops in the chat on their way out of a Zoom show, hey, fuck you guys, and then they just leave. To, <laughs> they send it to everybody or me personally. Like, if they just send it to me, <laughs> I hate you. Why aren't you different? <laughs> well, that's one thing we're certainly, uh, you know, sidestepping here. People can write comments on iTunes or wherever, but – you know, podcasts are in so many different spots. There's no, like, uh, you know, there's no comment area that I'm, uh, you know, drawn to look at and then get annoyed and upset by, you know. It seems like sometimes people comment on specific episodes in the reviews section because they don't know where else to leave their opinions. <laughs> That's always the best. There's, there's, 2,000 episodes of this show and they're, they're like, yeah. that one two weeks ago, bullshit. One star. <laughs> yeah. My cameo rating is like I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten five stars from everybody. Every All five star reviews except for one guy gave me four stars and he even gave me a pretty positive review. He just wasn't a five star. I get it. I don't give five stars to every movie I see that I like. You know, you got to reserve some... Uh, you know, can't say everything's that amazing. So, uh, but it brought my, you know, I've got four and a half stars on uh, on Cameo uh, only because of that one dude. Oh, man. That's that's ridiculous. I want to punch yeah. that guy in the face. Doesn't he realize what he's doing? Well, it's just like that, you know, what did I just say? <laughs> there was a movie out earlier this year where it got like all great reviews except for one guy. So on Rotten Tomatoes, that makes it like a 99 instead of 100, you know, just because mm. one guy didn't like it <laughs> out of hundreds. But anyway, um, we're only playing one game here today. Okay. And yeah, and I think, uh -oh. you know, everyone might have had a guess what was going to happen because except for maybe Aparna, because this is some old school stuff we're talking about. Okay. It's the return of a classic game from this show called the Leonard Malton game. <gasps> oh my God. Uh, oh my uh, God. I can't, I'm having trouble understanding what Aparna's noise was about. <laughs> I tried to do a vague noise. <laughs> 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 
We need, I, love, <laughs> I can just imagine you doing one of your voiceovers and that's their note, you know, hey, do it again, but make it vague. <laughs> Try to make your voice vague somehow. Um, the Leonard Maltin game is a game we played for years on the show. We even had like tournaments and stuff. And uh, Sam Levine was always the champion of it. And then Jeff Tate had a pretty good uh, run at the game for a while. And then we stopped playing the game on the show because of several reasons. But my number one reason is I'm just tired of explaining how the game works to everybody because it's so uh, complicated. So that being said, Sam, please explain to our guest, Arna, <laughs> please tell her the rules of the Letter Malton game. Well, you're going to love it. Aparna, it's like, oh. name that tune, but instead of songs and notes, it's movies and actors. Oh. It's like Is sound fair? bites? Is that, that's not complicated. It doesn't sound complicated. <laughs> well, not yet. It, oh. It's more. <laughs> <laughs> There's more? I wish, I wish those were all the rules. <laughs> that's it, that's all you need to know. Okay. Most times when I say that first part to people, they go, I've never seen Name That Tune. Oh. I haven't seen it, but I know how it's played. You're smart. Well, how's that possible? It's crazy that you could know something without <laughs> having seen it. It's right there in the name. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, are you using the book, Doug? The Leonard Maltin book? No, that's, that's, you know, that's the old way. I'm not going to do it that way. But, you know, we used to use the Leonard Maltin app, uh, but then the app went away. So that's another reason the game went away. And then a dude uh, out in Atlanta um, hooked me up with, he made a book of, um, all the kinds of information that used to be in the Leonard Maltin app for a bunch of movies. So all I have to do is go through and just kind of pick and choose what I want to use from it for the game. And uh, that's what I've been doing the last few times we've played it. So that's what we'll be doing today. But uh, go ahead and explain the rest of it to Aparna though. That's, there's certainly more to it than that. Um, okay, I'll do it. So, um... <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, you don't do categories anymore? You do categories, but you don't explain what the category name actually means? Yeah, I'll give whoever's going first, uh, you know, three categories to choose from, but they, you know, they're vague, you know, they're hard to, not hard, you might have a pretty good idea what the category is going to be, but then when you pick a category, that's when I'll reveal it. Okay, so whoever's turn it is gets to pick from one of three categories, and they'll usually have pretty silly names that may or may not actually correspond with what the category truly is. Um, and so then uh, Doug will read, uh, he'll tell you the year of the movie, and then he'll give you brief snippets from Leonard's review that are usually not terribly helpful. Mm. And then he's gonna count up all the names that are listed as cast members underneath that review. Um, and, uh, uh, so let's say it has nine cast names. Uh, so he'll say it has nine names and then you, whoever chose the category gets to make the first bid. And so you're bidding on how many of those names you're going to need to hear to be able to figure out what movie he's talking about. But the catch is 
you're going to get those names from the bottom of the list to the top. So the only way you're going to hear uh, like the star of the movie is if you bid all nine names and then whoever goes after you says name that movie and challenges you to then name the movie hearing all nine names. If you say seven names and the next person says name that movie, then you're not going to hear the top two billed stars in the movie. So it creates a, a bit of a challenge there. But if you make a, a nine name bid out of a nine total names and the next person it would be a bad strategic move to say name that movie so then they can make a lower bid and so on and so forth until someone gets challenged to name that movie. Now, if you think you know what movie it is <laughs> without Doug having to give you any names, then you can bid zero names. Mm. And if you think you definitely know what the movie is and not only that, you can start naming the actors from the movie in the correct order listed in Leonard's book from top to bottom, not bottom up, then you can bid negative names, Aparna. Whoa. Anyway, thanks so much for coming. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's probably a great time to mention I'm terrible at learning game rules. Oh. Well, that's the other thing I found over the years is when I have comedians and uh, actors as guests, they tend to go that way more than the other way. They tend to not be into rules or learning them or remembering. <laughs> you know, which is part of why, part, part of what makes the person creative or stand-up comedian, I think, is, you know, is that sort of not wanting to sit around and finding out, finding out how all the rules work. Remember on At Midnight when we'd be on there and um, they'd talk you through the whole, the rules? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, w I would never pay attention. You would just, it, all the comedians, I would watch it happen because I was on the show a bunch of times and I was always super into being competitive, but I knew the rules. I didn't mm -hmm. need to, to hear it again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, everyone would just not pay attention. <laughs> it's just, it's the thing. I don't know what it is about, you know, I guess because it's the same people that were class clowns in school that would rather, you know, jump in and get something going, then just sit and listen and, and learn. Doug, I, I'm wearing my At Midnight shirt right now. What? Oh, my goodness. That is crazy. <laughs> wow. That's true. You got to let go of these canceled shows. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I have so much swag. They live forever in my closet. <laughs> All right. Jeff, are you still there? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have any At Midnight merch. No, I wasn't, I wasn't asking about that. Asking about I'm sorry, Sam started explaining rules, so I checked out. Well, that's why I was checking out with you to make sure you're here and that um, that it, the rules felt uh, that felt complete to me. That seemed like he he said it all. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good summation. Yeah, and we'll talk Aparna through it. Uh, you don't have to really worry about remembering all that. We'll, uh, I'll be like your coach. Yeah, I'm, ha I'm excited to be here and excited to be the first person eliminated. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not really an elimination thing. Like, I think you're used to doing the uh, 12 Guests at Christmas where we kick Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I should have listened to the rules. You get to stay the whole time, or as I like to say, we get to have you here the whole time. Huh. <laughs> um, let's start with you though we'll let you go first and then we'll okay. go from there we'll go to sam and then to jeff but first let's take a quick break
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back. Let's give you three categories to choose from. A partner, right. would you like? Would you like the category? How do you like them apples? Mm-hmm. Or the basketball drearies? Mm. Or Ice knowing you. Oh boy. Okay. I am going to go. They all sound equally appealing, but I'm going to go with Ice knowing you. Oh, that's a great choice. That's my favorite of these. Ice knowing you is movies where Val Kilmer appears but does not get top billing. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Ice, ice knowing you, Val. We played ice in Top Gun. All right. So here's what you get from this point, Aparna, is I'm going to tell you that Leonard Maltin reviewed this movie upon its release in the year uh, 2005. That's a five. Gave it two stars. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then from his review, he called this movie uneven <laughs> and also confusing and tiresome. Oh, man. Yeah. And he named six actors. So I'm going to say to you, how many does it take for you to name this movie? And then just the smart opening bid would just say six. I'll take all six names. And then that way, if the next person, Sam, if he challenges you, then, you know, you, I, I think you got a pretty good shot. I think we all do. I mean, would six include Val Kilmer? Oh, yeah, it would. Unless, he, unless his billing was so low that he's not in the top six. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, well, I, yeah, then I'm going to go for the six. Very smart. Sam? 2005, you say, Doug. You are sure about that? Yeah, I'm not crazy about the weirdest thing happened. Like, I'm sitting here looking at this tiny print, and then uh, the sun went behind a cloud or something, so it suddenly got very dark in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, yeah, a, it's one of those rolling brownouts. It's, yeah, it's one, of those, uh, it's one of those natural lighting changes, but, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 2005, 2005. All right, then I'm going to go negative three. <laughs> okay, so see, Aparna, you already don't even have to worry about anything because now it goes to Jeff, and Jeff has to decide. 
just how much he thinks he knows about this movie. And the trickiest part, the thing that makes Sam such a great player is he does this negative names bullshit. And then he also, you have to know them in the order that they're listed according to Leonard Maltin's book. So it's maybe not even necessarily according to, they try to base it on the billing in the movie. In some movies, the billing is different from the opening credits to the end credits. So, mm. or, you know, or two names are right next to each other on screen, you know, at the same time. So, Jeff, what do you think you can do about this? Well, I got two options, right? And I'm going to take the one that goes, name it. All right. So Sam has to name the movie. Oh. Then the top build person, the second build person, and the third build person. And then if he succeeds in that, he will get one point. If he fails, uh, Jeff will get the point. Okay. But either way, you get to go first again in the next round, Aparna. Okay. So just sit back and listen to the magic of Mr. Ooh. Sam Levine. I'm not, well, all right. I don't know about magic. I only bid negative three because I kind of also assumed that Jeff would know it. And uh, so this third one may be the one that kills me, but I believe the movie is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, starring Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer, and Michelle Monaghan. Oh. I've never known for sure if it's Monaghan or Monaghan, if you pronounce the G. Uh-huh. But I think you're probably right about not pronouncing the G, and you're definitely right about everything else. That is cool. Oh, oh, oh yay! What? Okay. Wow. I thought Corbin Burnson might sneak in there as the third one. Yeah, he could totally pull a sneaky there, because he was yeah. um, had a pretty big part in it. But uh, Yeah. Uh, Two stars? That's how it went. Yeah, and Leonard. Yeah, that's a low it. review from Leonard. Yeah, it, is low. it throws you off that Leonard doesn't like it. Because uh, <laughs> he, he should have liked it. I don't know what happened that day. Man, if it was three stars, I would have gone negative four. Because I thought, I thought it was that. And then I was like, no way. No way is it only two stars. Wow. Did he say it suffered from over length, Doug? <laughs> no. <laughs> One of Leonard's favorite negative things to say about a movie. Yeah, he says it's. He says it grows. Uh, you know, quickly grows confusing and tiresome. And um, but then this is the this is the devastating line here because this is. I think this determines kind of which way you feel about this movie even because he says, um, "Lethal Weapon" scribe Shane Black seems awfully impressed with himself for repeatedly having the protagonist break away from the story to mock the film's use of narrative and genre cliches. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so if wow. you're not into that kind of like, you know, meta examining itself as it goes along kind of thing, I could just see Leonard sitting there getting, you know, getting impatient with that. Mm. Um, but the charismatic stars make it somewhat bearable. <laughs> oh, wow, somewhat bearable. I love that movie. It's such, a good, it's such a good movie. This is one we might have to, you know, corner Leonard and uh, make him rewatch it or something. Yeah. All Maybe right, he was so, having a bad day. Exactly. I think that really has a lot to do with what people feel about things. Like, I hated Trolls World Tour, but that's because... <laughs> I was watching it in a maternity ward. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't, I, you know, it's a great movie, but the screaming babies were too uh, distracting. And I thought, I, I thought I Trolls World it. Tour was just somewhat bearable. <laughs> Trolls World Tour, that's the sequel to Troll, 
two, right? What? <laughs> There's Troll, Troll I th- 2, and I thought Trolls, Trolls World Tour? I thought Trolls World Tour is Trolls 2. It is, yeah. No, no, yeah, definitely. Well, trolls, trolls with an troll, S. Troll humor. Yeah. <laughs> for serious movie fans only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, also, where does the Troll Hunter fit in there? Is it part of the Troll uh, universe? <laughs> it's a spinoff, spinoff movie. It has to be part of that universe. Is it part of the TCU? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam's on the board. He's got one point, but Aparna gets to start us off, and then we're going to go to Jeff. So Sam doesn't like this position where sometimes it doesn't uh, doesn't go his his way. True, I don't care for it, but that's okay. Yeah, it's, okay. it's you know it's unfortunate part of the game, and also part of why we don't play it anymore. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Uh, Parna yeah. gets to pick another category. Would you like, would you like, uh, <laughs> uh, Last Man Stanton or 30 Days of Night or, find one more here for you. Uh, oh, here we go. Drunk their story. Oh, I don't go with drunk their story. Okay, this is movies featuring alcohol consumption. Wow, that does not <laughs> narrow it down. Well, it's not anything from the TCU. I can tell oh, you. Oh, that. that's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I thought that they helps. have their equivalent of booze. Uh, I think they do. Yeah, it's um, cupcakes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so this movie <laughs> features alcohol being consumed is from 2013. Mr. Leonard Malton gave it two and a half stars. Dang. He calls it mildly diverting and and not always compelling. Man, I feel like I'm hearing comedy album reviews. <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely better than Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> I know, that's true. And the, uh, only five names are listed. Oh. For the cast, so uh, what do you think? Do you want to do probably, again, the best move for you would just be say, I'll take five names, please. Yeah, I'm going to take five names. Now we go to Jeff. I'll take four. Oh, listen to this guy. <laughs> wow. So, so clever. <laughs> but that takes a part enough to put Sam on the line for he has to go lower or say, Jeff Tate, name that movie. Mm, only five names. Yeah, it's a... Uh, if I had, you know, spent a little bit more time on this, I might not have picked this movie. <laughs> oh, cool. Because it's fun to have ones where there's, a, you know, a ton of names, like, because it makes the bidding more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you go from nine names to negative three, that was a fun leap. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It was impressive mm. too. I mean, we haven't played this game in years, and the first time you go negative three and get it. Wow. So he said negative four, so I'd have to, or he said four names rather, not negative. He said four. I'd have to go three. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because of the way you're talking about it, it's going to be a, a real, a real guesser. So I'm going to say, go ahead, Jeff Tate. You name that move. All right, Jeff yeah. gets pressure. Jeff gets four names. He just the only one he doesn't get is the top build person in the film. Would you like all the clues and whatnot again, Jeff? Uh, yes. Scott Twain. <laughs> it's from 2013. Two and a half stars from Leonard. Mildly diverting, not always compelling, and your four names are. Ty West, Ron Livingston, Anna Kendrick, and Jake Johnson. Uh, this movie is called Drinking Buddies. That is correct. <gasps> wow. wow. That is correct. Whoa. Well Jeff, done. Jeff, you well did done, it. sir. Yeah. I feel like I got that a Blu-ray of that movie at a Doug Loves movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like Jake tag? Johnson was on the show and was giving those out to the other people on the show. That feels like a typical, uh, yeah, that feels like that could happen. Probably more likely with uh, Ty West, perhaps. Oh, okay, yeah, probably Ty West then. Yeah, because he's been on a few times because he, you know, he comes on when he's got a movie directed coming out and then he just, uh, he just acted in this one, but that's, it is kind of a curveball that he's, Oh, and the top build person is uh, Olivia Wilde. Mm. Oh. For anyone who is wondering about that. All right, so that means that Sam and Jeff each have one point. They're halfway to the win, but Aparna is still here. I'm still here. Boiling away. Mm. Uh, we're going to start with you again. This time we're going to go to Sam. I love that you get to pick the categories each time. Yeah, it makes me feel relevant. It gives you, yeah, it gives you a little <laughs> something to do. And it's, uh, yeah. So would you like a category called F-bombs? You know, F, of course, being short for fuck. And, or... <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Would you like a category called Love That Chicken? Mm -hmm. Or Top of the World? I'm going to go with F-bombs. F-bombs it is. These are movies that Leonard Maltin hated that begin with the letter F. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff's already having a great time. Uh, I, loved, I love the categories. I've always been, when we played this game before regularly, my favorite part was the categories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, can, I, I tell I you, can I tell you what the love, love that chicken category is? Yes, please. please. Yeah, I almost picked that one. It's movies featuring a character named Popeye. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's got to be 1971's French Connection, right, Doug? Well, there's also another film called Popeye. That's oh. true. And yeah. there's The French Connection 2. There's The French Connection 2. And um, yeah, that's probably about it, though. Probably probably probably. <laughs> 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 uh, 
My favorite category was The Secret Life of Walter Mittens, I think. And it was movies <laughs> where Walter Matthau wore mittens. No way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. The answer was The Survivors. I remember everything about that Whoa. night. Whoa. Damn. That is a good one. All right. So um, uh, F-bombs it is, though. This is from 1995, Aparna. Leonard Maltin gave it his bomb designation, which is really crazy because he gives, you know, what is it, one to five stars, Sam? Yeah, uh, one to four, I think. One to four, but then ostensibly, it, it's like buildings that claim they don't have a 13th floor uh, just by skipping that number. Um, huh. It's uh, a <laughs> um, bomb like, it's crazy to me that there's a distinction between a movie that gets only one star out of one to four stars, or then he had to make one that's even worse. He had to make a bomb category. So this movie is a bomb, and he says about it, what a cast, dot, 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 what a waste, exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> exclamation point. I mean, he's not an exclamation point guy for the most part. Wow. That's, a, that's a savage review from, from Leonard. Um, and then he also calls it embarrassingly awful. And he lists, because he loves to list actors' names, 20 people. What? Yeah. There's 20 <laughs> names. <laughs> and he picked a good one. So, but the main thing you have to remember is that the movie begins with the letter F. And you need to tell me again. I'd say maybe, maybe in your case, you'd want to take all twenty names for your opening bid. Yeah, why not? Let's go for twenty. She's going for twenty, Sam. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> twenty names. 1995, he hated it. Mm. Uh, zero names. Whoa. Okay. That's quite a leap. Meh. Put Sam, I mean Jeff, excuse me, Jeff in a very uh, interesting position because, I mean, he'd have to know what this is already, as you were implying you do. I think I do. Yeah, so <laughs> Jeff has to either hope that, you don't, that you're on to something incorrect here. I'm sure there's more than one movie in that year that begins with the letter F. Um, Jeff, what do you oh, think? No, you, can you go, no, can you go negative, sure. or do you have to just throw yourself at the mercy of little Logan? This is tough. He he hated it, so there's a chance I have that I that I actually kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you always have to put everything you in this game. You have to put it through that metric. They're like, oh, Leonard hated it, so I probably think it's pretty good. Well, I can't. I can't be like. I can't be like, well, it's certainly not this. This is pretty good. <laughs> it still might get zero. But you, can't if I get use quality, wrong, you can't use your opinion of its quality to determine. Mm. 
Right. Plus, the only thing I could think of, Sam would be crazy to not have gone negative if it's this. So I'm going to say name it. Mm-hmm. Oh, All right. I've, this is maybe my least confidence, confident guess. All Sam has to do is guess this. If he doesn't, then that means Jeff is our winner. But if Sam gets it correct, he's our winner. And before you even say this, Sam, I've got to tell you guys, the prize this week is nothing. Oh, finally. Yeah, we decided, we decided last week we gave away a ton of money, but this week, no prize. Oh, cool. That's just, great. No, I was about to show just got canceled. I don't need anything. It's just personal pride. Here we go, Sam. Tell us what the movie's called. Oh, boy. Uh, is it Four Rooms? It is Four Rooms. Oh! <laughs> oh, I, that was the twenty names was the only thing that I could think of where that would that would need a list that long uh, for cast. But I'm shocked that Leonard thought it was a bomb. Huh. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I'm not too into it. I gotta say, um, but yeah, that's an interesting one. Tim Roth, of course, is a number one build, and then the movie's oh. just packed with people because it's four different hotel rooms, four different stories. And uh, Bruce Willis isn't even one of the 20 because he's in it unbilled. What? Yeah. So he might have, maybe he saw a cut of the movie and was like, I, you, don't have to put, <laughs> you don't have to put my name on there. That would be fine without me. Uh, so congratulations, Sam. You're back. You're back. Wow. It's the first Leonard Maltin game in a while, and you still, you still got it, kid. Oh, thank you. I, I think I... You, I luckily you, you pick movies that are very much in my wheelhouse. Well, that's I got to get a new book then because this book says right on the front of it, Sam's wheelhouse. Oh yeah, oh is that the book I made for you? Are you the one that made this? <laughs> no. You, you said it from, you said it from Atlanta to throw them off. That would be that would be the most genius way to cheat is to give. A- <laughs> Give some random fan of the show a booklet wow. and say right. you made it. Yeah. That's a real <laughs> long game. Um, is it a year's thing, do you think, Sam, or just sort of? It's, no, it's definitely a year's thing for me. Yeah. It's um, like anything yeah. 80s or 90s, that's sort of your area. Anything 80s, 90s, or in, into the mid-aughts. Like, I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was Val Kilmer's only movie that year. Uh, and like, I don't really even remember him in anything after that until, uh, MacGruber, which was 2010. Yeah. Hmm. He was, you know, busy touring with, um, the Mark Twain show. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and they get to town ta- from town to town, of course, on a paddle boat. Oh. And sometimes they'd have to put that on the back of a truck because, you know, they went to landlocked places. Mm. That's, that's why, that's why the tour's taken the last 10 years yeah it was really that's what i was trying to say is it's a very long tour because <laughs> <laughs> they decided to go in a mark twain paddle boat um let's talk <laughs> we got a few minutes here uh to talk current movies or even just movies that you're turning to in these weird times where we have you know, so much time to watch stuff, but also our concentration levels are weird. Right. Does anybody have like a, here's the movie people should, should watch, like something you could recommend that's good for right now? Well, um, I, I mean, 
this is a good movie if you want to watch something new. If you you know, it, this is as uh, as new a movie as any movie is is right now. Um, I like new outpost. It's called what? The Outpost. Okay. Uh, it was uh, directed by uh, a friend of the show, Rod Lurie. Hmm. Uh, written and directed. It's his most recent feature, and it is based on the book written by CNN's Jake Tapper. Whoa. Um, and it Tapper is a, tapped out a book? Tapper <laughs> tapped out a few books. Yeah. Sounds like his name should be Typer. Yeah, Jake Typer. Mm. Yeah, what's up, Jake Typer? Tell us the story. Uh, and so it's a, it's a, it's a harrowing story about a very real um, battle at one of the uh, uh, military outposts in Afghanistan uh, during the, the a- Afghan uh, conflict. Okay. Does it got some actor names you could throw around? Um, probably. Let's see. I think, uh, I think Orlando Bloom is, is in it. Um, I think those are maybe, my favorite kind of movies. The ones that Orlando Mo- Bloom might be in. <laughs> I think. Hang on. Let me uh, let me look it up. If I'm. I always want to be surprised talk about that Orlando movie. Bloom is in a movie. I don't want to know ahead of time. No. It is. He is in it. I just looked it up. Uh, um, Scott. It stars Scott Eastwood. That's always a good. Scott sign. Eastwood, Caleb Landry oh. Jones, um, Milo Gibson, who may or may not be related to Mel. He definitely Have you is. Seen this movie. I have seen this movie, and I can confirm it is a a gripping and exciting uh, watch. And uh, it it sort of paints a, a a real picture of we don't. I mean, other than like the Hurt Locker, there's not really a whole lot of movies that give pretty accurate uh, portrayals of what it really is like uh, uh, in that part of the world for our fighting men and women. And so. Uh, yeah, this was a. I, I read the book and uh, and was anxious to see the movie, and I think the movie did a really great job of of telling all these the, the stories of these soldiers. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm going to check it out because I like you know I like an exciting watch. You know, most people don't even wear watches anymore, so when there's an exciting oh. one, I uh, I love to see it. The outpost. The outpost. outpost. Yep. Uh, what about you, Aparna? Is there anything that's uh, caught your eye? Well, I don't know if this would be appropriate for the current time, but it definitely is as strange as our current time. I just saw being John Malkovich for the first time. Oh, that's, isn't that I'm wild? Like, isn't it weird that that movie's existed all this time and you and now you've you've seen it? Yeah, it's it, it's kind of I don't know how I avoided seeing it for so long, but it, yeah, because it's really it's it's more than a movie. There's something about it. It's really uh, you know, it's just so creative. Yeah, it's so creative, and it's so like the turns that it takes. You just never it it's kind of outside of conventional storytelling. You just don't know where it's going to go next. Anytime, and I bring this up every time the movie comes up, but anytime I see a door that's too small for, to walk through, uh, I always say that's John Cusack's office. Uh. To who, <laughs> either to myself or whoever I'm with. And it never, you know, never leads to anything, but uh, it makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever go through the door? Maybe it does lead to something. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I don't know. 
whose brain I would be, you know, who would I be inside? I, I, I wouldn't want to crapshoot it. I definitely want to know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, John Malkovich would be a great one. I would love to hang out in his head for a second. Sure. But it could be like Vincent Gallo or something, and then you're <laughs> fucked forever. <laughs> You'll yeah, never be able thing. to sleep again. <laughs> yeah, you know, or just, uh, I just, I don't want to be in somebody that, the, you know, the 10 minutes that I'm in their head, they decide to kill themselves or something, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know who has my favorite line in that movie is uh, W. Earl Brown. It's not a huge role in the movie, but uh, he's one of the guys who like comes to pay two hundred dollars to to do it, and he's sitting in their office. He's just this big crying slob, and he's like, oh, yeah. "So can I be anyone I want to be?" And then uh, she's like, "You get to be inside John Malkovich." He goes, "Perfect." It's my second choice, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> as if, as if there was a list in his head. Anyway, W. Earl Brown, for those who don't know him by name only, he was Warren in Something About Mary and uh, Dan, the enforcer in Deadwood. What? Oh, you know yeah, who else? About, about a wide Mary? range, by the way. You know who else makes a cameo in that movie? Octavia Spencer. Oh, that's right. She also, I was watching uh, old Sam Raimi movie, Drag Me to Hell, and um, saw her name in the end credits. And I was like, what? She wasn't in that. And then, you know, went back and looked at it. And there's scenes like it's like a, a bank that takes place a lot of it in. Mm-hmm. And she's just like one of the co-workers just hanging around. So I guess she had lines that got cut. Oh. Um, she was also yeah. in a little horror movie called Pulse, Doug. Yeah, Octavia Spencer oh. was like, uh, she played bit really small parts in a lot of things before, you know, mm-hmm. before these, you know, big movies like The Help and uh, Hidden Figures came along. Mm-hmm. Good for her, I say. She seems real nice. Yeah. <laughs> she was yeah. a delight. She, she was there the night I harassed Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> um... What? I wish we had time for that story. <laughs> You'll have to have me back on, Doug. <laughs> like, what do you we'll mean? Get, like, we'll get to the bottom of that one next time you're on the show. Um, <laughs> who hasn't weighed in on what we should watch? Jeff, have you suggested anything? I have not. I've been watching either science fiction or old, like old comedies. Not very old, but like nostalgia-filled. Whatever. Like real life is such a nightmare that uh. I just I've been watching like Tommy Boy a lot. <laughs> I Tommy Boy is uh I dare say kind of perfect cuz like, you know, especially if you've seen it already, uh, you could just watch any kind of like 10 15 minute stretch of it and probably get a smile and a laugh cuz uh you know, that was that was the Chris Farley movie. That, that was the movie that really tapped into his thing and then, you know, and unfortunately his other movies and stuff didn't really you know, they didn't really get it, get him as well as that one did. Right. But Tommy boy, I love Tommy boy so much. I like black sheep. Mm. See, that's what I'm saying. I yeah, wasn't going to start degrading. I wasn't going to start naming other movies. So. <laughs> Just trying to be and and I'm watching that like dystopian futuristic sci-fi stuff just to get ready. Like one of those is going to come true. Robocop or total recall or something. One of those is going to happen and I'm going to be prepared. <laughs> Yeah, well, get your ass to Mars. (laughs) (laughs) I just hated the end of uh, that movie when uh, Total Recall. 
I mean, I don't remember it entirely, but I'm pretty sure um, that uh, Schwarzenegger's head expands to a point that the not even Schwarzenegger's head could handle it. Yeah, and then it just and then it just goes back to normal. He doesn't even have like loose skin at the end. Yeah, and Rachel Tickerton too. Her head also expands to uh, unusual size. Not Ronnie Cox. He gets the full expansion. <laughs> oh, he like he explodes. His head fully ex- explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, why, didn't you, uh, two, why didn't the other two's heads explode? They just they because they went out after Ronnie Cox did, as the atmosphere was filling with uh, with with air. Yeah, yeah, they were able to recalibrate or whatever they got. Yeah, it was their... just a, it was a matter of seconds between life and death getting expelled onto the Mars atmosphere, uh, and they they got lucky. But if it makes any difference to you, Doug, um, I was recently reading uh, uh, an article or an interview. I can't quite remember. Um, and they finally confirmed that um, it is all a dream. What? Oh, so that so anything could happen in that movie because it's because he's dreaming it the whole time. I anyway. guess so. Yes, that that in fact he is still very much asleep in the at the recall center in the real world where he's dreaming this fantasy, and he's because he says, if, "Am I going to wake up?" And you know, I don't know. And yeah, he's going to wake up. There's no place like home. <laughs> 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 what if you find out that uh you never even saw it you just went to recall and they gave you the memory of having seen it oh no oh shit Can you imagine someone today trying like making the first in a series of wizard of oz movies and the filmmakers like and it turns out to all be a dream and then the studio's like hey there's 50 of these fucking books it's not going to just be one movie that turns out to be a dream <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Dorothy's ass back there somehow. <laughs> uh, well, this has been delightful talking to all of you about um, movies and uh, playing these games with you. It's it's comforting to me. I hope it's comforting to you and to uh, all of our listeners. Um, let's go through and do some plugs. Uh, other things you've got going on, people should be looking for, starting with Aparna and Sherla. Um, I guess you, you already plugged my current plug, which is just you can see me on Space Force on Netflix or Corporate on Comedy Central. But I guess if you want to find me on the internet, I'm on Twitter and Instagram like everybody else. Yeah, very funny Twitter. People should check that out. And, um, yeah, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sam? Um, well, let's see. I want to, I actually do have uh, a movie that I shot a few years ago coming out, um, I believe next month. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure of the date. Anyway, it's called Immortal. Ooh. And uh, it is a uh, it's a combination. It's four short films, uh, all with a similar theme that are are put together uh, to be one uh, two hour long movie. And uh, I believe I'm in the first segment. So, you know, if you're if you're watching it just for me, there you go. No waiting. Yeah, like people um, had to wait till the last segment of Four Rooms to see Bruce Willis. <laughs> But you, yes, the man from you, Hollywood, the, yeah, you, the showcase performer in this in, of this entire film, is you're in the first segment. 
I am in the first segment, I believe, unless they edited the movie without telling me, but yes. Uh, Maybe your and, segment uh, turned out the best, so it's gotta be number four. I, well, I, I'm okay with whatever. I'm not sitting uh, through, I'm, I'm not gonna watch, I'm not gonna wait for you. If you're not in that first segment, I'm out. That's fair. That's <laughs> tough, but fair, Doug. Anyway, We're not immortal, immortal, Sam. I'm not immortal. <laughs> yeah, what kind of time do we have? I think it comes out, let's just say early September. Okay. I, I want to say September 8th, but I'm not sure. So early September. Keep a lookout okay. for Immortal. Well, uh, you know, we'll circle back on this. Okay, sounds uh, good. Jeff? Yeah, I got those albums. I got an album coming out September 9th. About the last one of my series, the run, the, the 2020 run of uh, Volume 8, Hindsight Volume 8, September 9th. Yeah, that's what Aparna Jeff has been releasing uh, a different taped recording of his set from a different year in his career in in order. Uh, wow. On the uh, the same day of the month as uh, the month, so like August 8th, September 9th, and that, and this is the last one, September 9th. But they're all still available, right, Jeff? They're all available. They all stream. Stream them wherever you want to stream. I, I, it sounds awesome. I can't. I can't. I don't. I wouldn't even know where to turn because I. I always hated having my sets recorded, so I don't have like old sets I could just, uh, you know, release uh, now. But that uh, that's such a fun idea. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. I've had a good time doing it, revisiting stuff. There. I mean, there's so many, so many bits and stuff that I just forgot about. Yeah, it's weird listening to or, you know, watching old, old sets. It's because you're like, I, I don't remember writing that or saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, you, did you notice that your, anything about your delivery changed at all? I noticed that I used to say the word right a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I would like end a sentence with that. Somehow there was like a tick. I've had different ticks over the years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one, though. That's and it's it, you know I hate listening to myself. You know I hate listening to my sets, but like when you catch yourself something like that, like a habit you're not aware of, it's very helpful to to get rid of it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just worked it out too. Like I didn't. I had already stopped doing it by the time I found out I had been doing it. <laughs> 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 oh, that's true. Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to worry about it then. I'm sure all my old habits that I wouldn't like now are completely gone. <laughs> right. There's all new ones now. I don't know what they are. I'll find <laughs> out in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I mean got into like the way we say, and me specifically, I mean all the time. Uh, I've even started writing it into tweets just because it just sounds like how I talk. Yeah. Hmm. Great story. So <laughs> <laughs> I always like to go out on something that makes people uh, perfectly fine that it's over. Uh, <laughs> don't want to leave with anything too exciting. Um, I don't really have anything specific uh, to, to uh, plug right now. Uh, we can, Doug, we can both plug that we're on Cameo. Oh, that's true. We did talk about that earlier. And most people, you know, do listen to all of this. They don't start late. What but, if somebody uh, comes in just for the games? Yeah, I guess they could fast forward through the chatty part. But we get yeah. right to the games these days. So I don't know. I like it. 
Um, but yeah, cameo for Sam. Sam's are very reasonable, forty-five bucks, and mine are seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> wow, good for you, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Well, you just do that, one that, a month. That's a, it. Significance in my life, and uh, so I wanted to make sure that that was the amount. I guess I could have done one hundred and seventy, or even a dollar seventy. It's never too late to change. <laughs> never, too late, never too late to change up my fictional favorite number. Um, yes. Thank you to all. And to all, I will say this. One thing about living in Santa Carla, I could never stomach all the damn vampires. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves movies. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.